Good morning. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from John chapter 20. Hear the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb, both running. But the other disciple ran, outran Peter, reaching the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to come and worship you. We pray that now by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would open our hearts and our minds that we might hear and see and feel in a different way, in a new way. And as we hear your words proclaimed, Lord God, I pray that you would take the simple words of mine and turn them from water into wine. Because God, we know that you'd use the simple things of this world to do miracles in our midst. So do it again here, now, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh my goodness. Well, there are so many sermons on, on Easter, right? I mean, how many churches around the world every year, year after year? And for pastors, too, we're like, oh my gosh, another year. It's the same story. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> the same story. But as I was reading the scriptures, I'm just so, so grateful that, that God's Holy Spirit just brings his word to life. Scripture says that God's word is is active and alive. And so now um, the Holy Spirit has indeed done what the Holy Spirit does. I don't know about you hearing it this time, but, but there was something hearing it this time for me that made me chuckle. I just had to laugh a little bit. 
I don't know, maybe you've had that experience when you when your family's going through a trauma or maybe you just with a friend, there's something going on and, and you just have to laugh, right? Even in the midst of pain, you just have to laugh. And I was reading it and, and there go Peter and John running, running to the tomb. I thought, oh man, I don't run. I wonder if they run. <laughs> Were they runners? I don't know about that. But there they go running, right? Peter was in the lead. Then John took over. John got there first. But I can just imagine being so out of breath, having to lean up against the outside of the tomb. Just kind of made me laugh a little bit. But there he was, standing outside of the tomb, looking, taking in all that was there. Shortly after John, Peter comes in. John was already on one side of the tomb, so Peter couldn't stop and rest there. No, no, but he ran right in. He ran right in and was just in there looking and seeing and observing and taking in all that they found. They had gone running to the tomb after Mary had told them that, that Jesus' body was gone. He was gone, and so there they are in in dismay, bewilderment, they have found themselves at this place that they hadn't wanted to be at to begin with. They were there just a short time ago, placing his body there. Now they're there again. All of these things that they were not wanting. They had, they had not wanted to be at the foot of the cross a few days before. They had not wanted to be in the garden that night. Peter and John had been there with Jesus. They had not wanted to be there when Jesus was arrested. They hadn't wanted that experience. They hadn't wanted that to happen. They were the ones who had fallen asleep when Jesus had asked them to pray with him. They were the ones earlier that evening who had thought they were just having that normal meal, that normal celebration, that annual Passover meal with Jesus, and it turned into something that was just not normal. It wasn't custom. It was not what they expected. I'm sure that each of us could, could come up with a, a memory of some sort. Maybe it's a fresh one. Maybe it's one that lingers with us still of how just in a few short days, life can be turned upside down. In moments like those, we'll do anything, even run, when it's the last thing we would normally do. When we hear that what we thought had been taken care of, right? We thought that, that, that Jesus was taken care of, that his body was there, and, and the women were just going to do what they would normally do. But it but it was not. We thought that, that, that we didn't have to worry anymore, that things were going to settle down, but they don't. And so there they are again. What's happening now? It's only been a couple of days. How can all of this happen in just a few days? And they're taking it all in. They're seeing what they can, what they can do. Can they do anything they turn to go what can we do where 
do we go? Who would we, who would even believe us? Who would we ask for help? We don't go to the Roman government because they're the ones who had him crucified and were supposedly guarding the place. We can't go to the, to the, to the temple priests because they're also the ones who helped put Jesus on that cross. They wanted him dead too. They return then to, their, to the other disciples, sharing what they know. But Mary, Mary finds herself there alone again. Overcome, she goes in to the tomb, but this time she's greeted by, by two angels. Woman, why are you crying? She turns. She sees someone she assumes is the gardener. Why are you crying? If you've taken my Lord, just tell me where. Just tell me where and I'll go get him. Mary, he says. Rabboni, teacher. He said her name and there was just something about hearing, hearing her name. He tells her, it is indeed Christ. He is indeed risen, but he is going to ascend to God. To go then and tell all the other disciples, tell them that she has seen him. He is alive. And so she had to go. She had to tell. She had to let them know that that there was something more. But this time it wasn't the next thing to worry and to agonize. It was the thing that was going to bring them hope. It was the thing that was going to begin to restore that joy in their souls. And don't we all long for that which will bring us light and life and joy to our souls. Just as a year passes, we find ourselves in different seasons of life. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is that you personally are going through, I could talk about things of the year of COVID. I could talk about the work things that you're experiencing and struggling with. I could talk about the things that happen within our own families. I could even talk about our country and our government and the world, but oh, I don't want to talk about those things. I want to talk about what brings joy to our lives. I want to talk about what brings hope into our hearts and our minds. I want to talk about the way the way we can be with one another, the friends that, that we find in our midst, our families, our loved ones, our, our church. That no matter what happens in this crazy, messed up world, we never know what the next moment will bring, but we know that at this moment, we can have joy and we can have hope because Jesus was not only crucified, but Jesus was brought back to life. And no matter what we are facing, there is hope. There is hope because no matter how long the dark night of your soul ends up being, there is light 
There is light that can never be extinguished. No amount of darkness can penetrate, can overcome the light that is Christ Jesus. Just as Mary brought that word of hope, just as Mary shared those words for the very first time, he is risen, he is alive. It is our opportunity, our choice to celebrate, give thanks for this life that brings healing and hope to our own, this life of Jesus, Jesus, the one who shares that grace, the one who says, I see you, I love you, I know what your life is, has been, even what it will be. And I love you. And I will give you this gift of my grace that says there is nothing you can do, nothing you can turn from, nothing in your past, present, that will keep you from my love. This grace that we cannot obtain on our own, but merely receive as a gift. That is what Easter is all about.